0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt.
1: And I'm Ashley.
0: And we're here to talk about the new Steven Spielberg joint, The Fablemans.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so The the Fablemans is a thinly veiled biopic um, of the director Steven Spielberg's young life. Um, It kind of starts out, um, instead of The Spielbergs, this is The Fablemans and young... Sammy Fabelman is being taken to his first ever film. Um, His parents are taking him to see the greatest show on earth and he's just enraptured by it. And, um, the movie then kind of follows, you know, his, um, his love, his burgeoning love of of cinema and how that kind of develops as a young child. And then, um, it skips forward to when he's a teenager and, um, Doing more elaborate films and and editing, and this is all kind of um, told as well in the context of his family life. Um, he has some sisters, and he has um, a mother and father who are very different. Um, his mother, played by Michelle Williams, is kind of very artsy and kind of a free spirit, and his father, played by Paul Dano, is a more serious, practical scientist. And so there's some strife there in the family between the, the his parents. So it just kind of um, follows his uh, development as a filmmaker, as a young man, and um, yeah, the relationships uh, that he has with his family. What did you think about it?
0: So there's some things that I can pick apart about this movie if I want, and I, and I, and I, I uh, maybe I'll pick apart a few of them here in this review, but I really liked it. Overall, it's like one of those things that, um, you know, a film is so. I think it was Ebert, Roger Ebert, one time talked about literature, hits you sometimes on a more intellectual level, not exclusively, but more, and then movies often are more like you know, pushing emotional buttons. And I'm paraphrasing there, but um, it's very true for me, like, usually the more emotional a movie makes me this is usually the higher regard I have for it personally. And this movie did that. Um, Like I said, it is not without its faults or it's not without things that you could pick apart in it, but it really kind of really impacted me. And, you know, it's a, it's got, it's about a lot of different things. Um, But, you know, it's, it's about forgiveness and love and friendship and family. And then also filmmaking uh, last, but not least, because, you know, we see, young Sam Fableman, Sammy Fableman or little Steven Spielberg, whatever you want to call him, um, <laughs> who for the majority of the movie is played by, uh, Gabriel LaBelle, who is, 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 let's say he's actually, I think in his early twenties, but he plays like teenage, uh, Sammy and he, he's, he's quite good. I don't think I've seen him in anything before now. Um, and he, he holds his own with, you know, Paul Dano and Michelle Williams and, and even, uh, Judd Hirsch in a particularly one, particularly great scene. Um, so yeah, and, uh, we, so, you know, we have, we have, you know, scenes in this movie where Sammy Fableman, you know, he, he keeps kind of going through, uh, these, uh, cameras, you know, film cameras that he gets as he gets older that, you know, increasingly get more, um, you know, you know, detailed and better, and then he he makes these movies. Like he has, uh, like the Boy Scouts or something, and he he makes movies with his Boy Scout troop, and then shows them to crowds of people, and they're nice, you know. And this is apparently how Steven Spielberg, you know, did his thing, I guess. Um, but then, yeah, we also have the family strife and drama. That actually was the bigger pull for me. Um, I, I was just fascinated by it. There's this this dynamic. Um, they also they have a friend like um well the Mr. Mr. Fableman Paul Dano refers to him as his best friend his name is Benny He's played by uh, Seth Rogen and um I mean I knew something was up <laughs> so like so the movie so the, the Fablemans move around all right so the movie starts out they're living in New Jersey and then Paul Dano I mean he's really good at his job. And he, he's, I forget what he does. What does he do? He's like,
1: he's like it's with computers, right? Computer yeah. science. <laughs> Computer science, yeah.
0: <laughs> so he's really good. He gets promoted or takes a different job and he goes to like uh, Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. Arizona. And then they eventually get to Northern California. Um, like the first time that they're getting ready to move, like from New Jersey, you know, uh, Mr. Fableman tells Mrs. Fableman, you know. This is what's happening, et cetera, et cetera. And she's all like, Well, what about Benny? Like, you're we're, we're gonna take Benny too, right? Because Benny works with Mr. Fableman and uh, and he's like, Well, I mean, they're, they're really wanting me. <laughs> she's like, But you could get them to take him too. And I'm like, What's going on here? You know <laughs> I, I I I I have I have my suspicions about what's going on here, which of course as the movie progresses, you know, we find out what's happening. Um but no, I, I I I like the fact that, and I understand that you know this is as you said earlier sort of a pseudo biopic. Spielberg has done; um, he co-wrote this with uh, Tony Kushner, and it's just sort of his life story. So these are his stand-ins for his parents, um, and I, so he's he's treating them. I wouldn't say with kid gloves, but he imbues these characters with a humanity that I really appreciate because there's like no villain here. Mm -hmm. You know, these parents got stuff going on. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, the dad is a little more, you know, he's not in tapped into his emotions, so to speak. The mother is over, overly tapped in. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things are going on. Right. But he doesn't really, despite whatever transgressions may occur, no one is really made out to be the villain. Everyone has, has their humanity remain intact, which I, I really liked. And I found fascinating. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of compassion for the characters in this film. I think that's a, that's a Steven Spielberg trait in general, but, and maybe that's, this is where that comes from, but it, it's, it's certainly evident in the way that he depicts, um, the mother and father in this film. Um, I really, I really like this movie too. And I really, I really like movies that, um, you know, show someone, um, practicing or, or learning their craft and, or their, you know, their art, whatever it is. And here we get to see, I love the scenes where he's, you know, a very young boy and he's trying to figure out, um, basically he's trying to build a set and, and, and film it. Um, based on what he'd seen in the, the greatest show on earth. So there, there's that. And then it just, it just kind of develops from there. He's making these more sophisticated films. Um, he's just learning the craft. And I, I, I loved all that stuff. Actually, I'm probably the opposite of you. I think I enjoyed that stuff more than I enjoyed the, the family dynamics, which, which was also good. But, um, for me, it was the kind of the filmmaking. Um, elements that were that were the favorite. Um, this is just—he's Steven Spielberg—is just a really great filmmaker. I mean, we actually saw this uh, with a double feature, and then with, we saw another film um, right after this, and it was it was a pretty stark contrast. We we noted just the the style and talent that that's evident in this film. Um, wasn't so evident, and that other film was was a competently made movie, uh, but yeah, this is just uh, obviously. I mean, it's no surprise. But Steven Spielberg is a great filmmaker, and it, it was just very evident. Um, so not everything worked for me, though. There's, um, you know, there's some incidents when he's a teenager where he faces some anti-Semitism, um, and and there's some bullies who are involved in that. That the the arc that those bullies take, at least one of them takes, um, I found to be frankly unbelievable. And I <laughs> was rolling my eyes at the at the kind of turn that he takes uh in the film. Perhaps that really happened. I hope it did, but um it was not believable for me on screen. Um so there was that. But that I mean, all in all, I thought this was just a really good movie and it has a wonderful final scene and final shot. Um
0: yeah, that's one of the, I mean, that final scene, details of it are kind of out there, but I, I really, I won't spoil it for folks, because it has a kind of a cameo by a fairly well-known person, and um, yeah, it's a good, it's a really good scene. Yeah, um, yeah, the bully thing was interesting, um, I rolled with that, but as someone who kind of faced some fairly intense bullying growing up, it's a sort of, Thing I, this is sort of, as you say, character arc of the bully that I would have loved to have experienced in real life. Uh, none of my bullies were experienced that, apparently, <laughs> at least not in my, not to my knowledge. Um, but I understand what you mean by that. I will. So you know, there's a couple of things that I mean I could point out. Like both of them, I think, to do with the Michelle Williams character who plays, you know, Fa- Mrs. Fableman, but. You know, so she—it's made clear that she's a you know really talented piano player, and in fact, Mr. Fableman kind of encourages her. He's like, you know, why don't you? You know, there's like he's something about there's like a TV station that wants to her to do a show or or something like that, and Mm -hmm. she's like, why don't you do that? And I think that's when they're still in New Jersey. Um, But she's also, you know, this is one of the one of the themes here, I think. But one of the themes I think is is people and their dreams and their talents and whether or not, h- how well are they encouraged to follow those dreams, right? Mm-hmm. To h- how, what encouragement are they given to, um, pers- you know, develop, develop those talents? Um, and, 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 or how much are they discouraged? And, you know, Mrs. Fableman, you know, the reality is, you know, she is a, 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 married mother in 1950s America, which, you know, is, not a horrible life by any means, but there are there are limitations on her there. It, 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 she she's kind of expected. You know, Mr. Fableman's the breadwinner. She is the person who um, you know, like, like countless women before have have, you know, stayed home and raised the kids, right? There's a scene, I think it's just when they live in Arizona, where she is going to be able to go and do like a performance, like a, a piano concert performance. And the day before, she decides to do kind of like this run through just in their living room, and Mr. Fableman's there, Sammy, the whole family, including Benny, (laughs) and it's just it's it's a scene, right? I mean, it's not quick per se. I mean, it's it's a whole scene. And then I don't know, a few scenes later, I realized, oh, the movie's moved on, and and we never actually see the concert. And once the movie was over and I look back, I'm like, I guess it wasn't super important that we did see the concert, but it was a little jarring as the movie was progressing Mm -hmm. because I'm like expecting then, okay, we have the dry run and then we're going to see like the actual concert Mm -hmm. and we don't.
1: Yeah, that that is a little unusual, but but I did like that whole, that whole element of it where, and and, you know, the, the scene where Judd Hirsch comes to visit, I think he's a, he's an uncle. Right? Yes. He comes to visit, he ends up sharing a room with with Sammy, and they have this really wonderful scene together. And um it's he basically is trying to inspire Sammy to to follow his dreams. And he talks about how his mother, um, you know, the Michelle Williams character, didn't get to follow her dream. She could have been a concert pianist, but you know, she didn't get to do that. So I, I like that 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 element of her character and it, it kind of explains, I think, why she's so um supportive of him and um, his dreams to be a filmmaker. Whereas, you know, the father is, is not, he thinks it's a hobby. He keeps referring to it as a hobby. Yeah. Um.
0: So the other thing that kind of stood out to me is uh, a little odd. So during the course of the film, Mrs. Fableman's mother dies and, you know, she, as you would be, she's distraught. And then um, the next scene or two we see, uh, she is woken up by a phone call and and it's the voice of her mother and her mother's warning her about a man who's coming. And so she's talking to her mom and Mr. Fableman like is in bed next to her and he, you know, he, he, he hears what's happening and he's, you know, kind of sitting, laying there in bed next to her, listening intently, like what, you know, what's going on. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, I mean, there's grief, right. And missing someone. And then there is imagining your dead parent calling you on the phone and holding a conversation with them mm-hmm. and um, it's weird like I thought that plot thread would be picked up I'm like well that's pretty significant I mean that needs that needs attending to um but that that that's never picked up and 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 it's only it's only referenced as like oh that was that was, must have been a dream I had a dream and I'm like that yeah, seemed pretty real yeah. um and yeah so that that was a little odd I thought but again <clears throat> I'm just bringing that up because, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I mean, to be fair, there's things about this movie that I could, I could pick apart. But mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of the overall emotional impact it had on me and the, all the other great things about it. One thing I will mention, too, and this is just me going off on a, on a side note here. So you all are free to skip toward the end and hear <laughs> our scores there if you want. But um, I was watching this movie and afterward I was thinking about um, this book by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers. Uh, Came out a few years ago. And he was looking at very successful people and what made them successful or how they were able to be successful. So, you know, he made a point of saying it wasn't just like, because, well, a lot of times when folks look at someone who's really successful, like, or really good at something in their particular field, you always kind of look at them as a person, as their traits. And what they do, you know, and and whatever. And and that's fine. But I think um, Gladwell was a little bit more interested in kind of their background and their upbringing and where they were from, kind of what got them to the point where they were successful. Um, Because, you know, you know, there were examples in there of people who come from more like disadvantaged backgrounds or people who don't have who who didn't have opportunities. You know, like he talked about like Bill Gates and how Bill Gates had access to this computer lab, like almost 24 seven when he was in his formative years hmm. and just spent a lot of time there. And that probably was made a difference between him just being a, a very, you know, innately keen and smart person who could be good with computers to somebody who's like now like a billionaire and, you know, founder of Microsoft or whatever, um, I was thinking about that because, you know, Steven Spielberg, it's really not up for debate, is one of the greatest filmmakers ever um, and very successful. And as I was watching this movie, I'm like, so this dude came from a really solid middle class background where at least one of his parents was supportive of his love of filmmaking. And even though his dad verbally wasn't supportive, his dad did like pay for him to get these cameras. Um, Benny was even supportive of him in that regard. And and um, he had these opportunities to hone his craft and spent hours. You know, that's something else Gladwell talks about in his book. You know, the number of hours it takes to, you know, through repetition to get better at your craft. Um, so, yeah, it's cool to have talent. A lot of people have talent. But then you also have to have the opportunity. And then you also then have to be able to... Um, um have the time to 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 get better at it, and so yeah, I was thinking about that book a lot when I was watching this movie because Spielberg really lucked out and um mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's probably part of the point he's trying to make in this movie is that you know he really came from a fortunate a fam- uh, fortunate background and mm-hmm. overall despite all their troubles a-, a good family um and was able to to um practice uh, and become become one of our greatest filmmakers
1: yeah i think it, it it's interesting the movie is called the Fablemans. um it, it's it's helpful to know that this is kind of based on spielberg's life because if you're if you're if you're just watching this and it's you're thinking this is a story about a guy named Fableman who wants to be a director um you won't bring all of that to the table, right? Everything you just talked about about how he ended up being this hugely successful director. You, at the end of this film, you don't know what's gonna what's yeah. gonna happen to if this were to Sam vacuum. Fableman. <laughs> yeah, if this
0: movie, if it were to exist in a vacuum and someone just went in blind, like not knowing this is a pseudo biopic of Steven Spielberg, I'm not sure the ending works quite as well because we don't right. ever know, like, what you know if he if he right. makes it, so to speak.
1: And, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going into this film not knowing that. I mean. Maybe they'll figure it out, but um, it certainly doesn't broadcast it at all. Um, So I I think it's just a point. I think you should know, uh, you know, what this is. I will also
0: (laughs) say, too, so like I said earlier, Gabriel LaBelle plays little Sammy Fableman for most of the movie, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were kind of, we talked about this a little bit after we saw the movie, but Gabriel LaBelle is a handsome dude, you know? And... (laughs) Look, man, I've seen pictures of young Steven Spielberg. He didn't look like this. So when they when they cast me uh, or cast somebody in my biopic, I want like Wentworth Miller. And if you don't know who Wentworth Miller is, you can Google him. And, and you know he's a, he's a handsome. My he's actually close to my age, uh, and he's also like myself, like biracial, like white and black, and he's also gay. So we have a lot in common. And if. And uh, I personally think that uh, he could stand in for me in in a movie. And and, uh, so, yeah, if if, uh, Gabriel Labelle can play uh, Steven Spielberg, Wentworth Miller can play
1: Matt. Duly noted. (laughs) It really helps if you get to cast your own movie, which Steven did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So uh, what would you give this out of 10?
1: Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10.
0: All right. I give it a 10. Uh, so our score is a nine and a half, and it is on the tomato meter with a ninety-one percent certified fresh uh, from critics and an eighty-one percent from audiences. That's the Fablemans.
1: Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you